Brian, you are you are going to an intellectual level <laughs> that I don't think some are capable of. I know, but uh, it's like like if Jesus and what does it mean he would still be alive like in a human immortal body or would he be really old you you're you're really over you're really overthinking this man <laughs> i don't think so i think it's like a i think it's an expert level troll oh job. god there is either way that trolls that hard Welcome to episode 204 of Pub Theology Live. Pull up a chair for conversations on life and faith over a craft brew pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. You can catch new episodes weekly as the Reverends Ogan Holder, Shannon Weston, and yours truly, Brian Burkoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. So apparently, pull up the chair is now canon. You've put it in the script. This is this is what we're going with every every week now. Fine. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyways, so as I was about to say, you can pull up your chair with that great brew in hand in one of your very own Pub Theology Life tumblers. How do you get one of these? You become a subscriber on Patreon, just starting at seven dollars a month. You'll get access to some great pre and post show discussions like our uh, we, we talked about our Facebook outage today and we talked about Ted Lasso in the pre-show today. Uh, so sign up by October 31st at patreon.com slash Live, and you're going to get one of these tumblers absolutely free. That's patreon.com slash Live, and we thank you. I just want to know where we're getting all these chairs from. Like, Seriously. Are they just appearing? Like, where are we pulling them up from? Are we stealing chairs from other people's tables? Are they on wheels? <laughs> Do we drag them through the floor? Do they make that horrible noise? Do they have armrests? This week, we're talking about age, starting over, the NRA Jesus, and why religion goes wrong. I think the NRA Jesus. <laughs> the answer was in the question. <laughs> the answer was in the, one of the topics. Um, in case you're curious, where did we go wrong comes right after NRA Jesus. Uh, nice. So we're going to need some uh, beverages to get us through these discussions today. Um, Brian, what are you drinking today? So I am uh, drinking uh, Lagunitas Hazy Wonder IPA. It is featuring pretty, Sabro. At least, it's, at least it's a pretty can. Sabro, Cashmere, Citra, and Comet. It is a pretty can. At, at least, at least. What about you, Shannon? I um, am starting week one of two weeks of vacation. Hey, 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 I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. And so, I will not be here next week. So how many drinks uh, are you drinking today? <laughs> so I'm only drinking one drink. However, it is a hefty drink that it is. Oh. Um, it's a hefty brew. Uh, by the way, fans of the show, Eli will be here subbing for me next week. So, Yay! Um, I'm 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 just sorry that I won't be here when he's here because I love it when Eli's on. So um, I am drinking a grit er pumpkin. 
um, ale by Heavy Seas Brewery here in town. A pumpkin ale spiced, uh, brewed with pumpkin and spiced aged in bourbon barrels. So here we go. A great er pumpkin. Great er. Um, the mm -hmm. great er pumpkin. It's you got to be from even though it's a Maryland beer, you got to be from Long Island to say it. Great <laughs> er pumpkin. Uh, Okay, right. and what are you drinking? Um, it's a ten percent, so oh. God help us all through this Ooh. episode. Well, I got I got book club later tonight, so I'm only going with a five percenter. This is Ace California Limited Release Pumpkin Craft Cider. I'm also leaning in on the on the with the mm, pumpkin. It's October, baby. Pumpkin spice latte. There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, seasonal cider with pumpkin and allspice for the fall. The cider is crisp. The subtle aromas of pumpkin, ideal for Halloween and Thanksgiving, which is traditionally cider time. Oh, I might be drinking this too early. First of all, when we say pumpkin spice, there's really never any pumpkin. It's just the it's just the, the spices with it's which just we nutmeg cook pumpkin. But we'll see. Maybe there is a pumpkin. I will. I will. Mine let is you know. brewed with pumpkin and spice, and everything this. nice. There we go. <laughs> On to today's topics. So, if you didn't know your age, how old do you think you'd be? A hundred and forty. Question wasn't how old do you feel. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Different question. Ooh. I mean, I do like oftentimes when you're like, oh, and Moses was a hundred and twenty years old or whatever. You know, like. Whoa. Sorry. Is that sour? A lot sour than sourer. Is that a word? It's a lot more sour than more I sour. more sour than I expected. Ooh, that means but it's good though. Not now that I got over now that I got over the shock of it. What was that, Brian? You're breaking up. I know, man. Sour is the best. Mm, I don't know about all that. That's that's debatable. Mine is very spicy. It's got a lot of like hint of spice. Mine does too. So they're sour. And then and that's a predominant taste. You swallow that, and then you get all the spices afterwards. And I do think there yeah. is pumpkin flavor in here, for sure. Oh, can I read? Sorry, and then we'll go back to the question. Can I read the description? Because it's good. Of course. Because Baltimore beers had the best descriptions. Born near the harbor of Baltimore and raised in the spirit of exploration, Heavy Seas has been independently brewed since 1995, and we strive for craft brews that capture your sense of adventure. Fearless, bold, independent. Put back, put the wind to your back and enjoy the heavy seas. Arrgh, matey. That's a bold claim. Right? <laughs> that anyway. is a bold claim. So interestingly so, enough, I don't know if this is a guy thing, but I don't, I think I never felt older than in my 20s. So, um, so here, here, I, here, and I'll, I'll explain what I mean. Like here I am, um, for all intents and purposes, childless, right? My kids, my kids in college, she's gone. There's no, there's no day-to-day hands-on parenting happening. So I'm basically childless. Um, I am, I'm in a, in a committed relationship, but I'm not like, you know, married in the traditional sense. Um, what else? I am basically freelancing. I am living my twenties all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're just so you're just a year or two out of the dorms at this point exactly pretty much it pretty much is the only difference actually is that i have a nice car other than that my life pretty much looks the same and some may say wait that's not a good thing you're going backwards i said no i'm reliving the best years of my life 
So there you go. It's 23. There you go. There you go. Nice. I was going to say up until recently, I, I could till, still tell myself I was in my 30s. But I think now I, I the way my body feels and my eyesight is like, no, you're in your 40s. But I, I think I could probably... If I didn't know my age, I might try to shave off like five years and say, yeah, you know, maybe I'm early 40s. Oh, you know, you, you know what? You know what else I have going on that I had going on in my 20s? Here. He's so cute. He's so sweet. He's so handsome. Yeah. Here. On the top of my head. I don't know. Some Somewhere, I think maybe it was when the child came along and the hair management became like, uh, and not not just an added expense mm. but an added like thing to do was when i started just like buzzing bald forget this yeah so i, I do it myself yeah. in the mirror takes 15 seconds i'm good to go so yeah. now i'm going the hair back out again after a few decades seriously in my 20s in your 20s but if you grow just, the beard back out we might say 50s oh 60s <laughs> 60s definitely the sucker is not with uh white. not with the the way the beard was last time oh yeah yeah Got younger and oh, younger i was going through hair color like nobody's business that's also that's also the other reason i shaved the beard i like i can't i can't keep going through hair color like i can't this. remember the last time derek was on but he was like Ogan used to have gray in his beard. Ogan doesn't have beard. Gray no, he doesn't anymore. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Like, Ogan finally yeah. gave in, and Ogan's <laughs> not ashamed to talk about it either. Ogan's fully embracing it. There you go. I've debated trying it, but I feel like I'd have to go through way too much as well. No, it's not worth it, guys. It's not worth. So you got to go to a gradual retraction. See, I, see if I, if you guys had seen the gradual retraction, really, it was like it wasn't as you know. But a couple of weeks ago, I saw like, you every week. It wasn't as gradual as I think you think it was. Seven <laughs> days is a lot of time. <laughs> seven days is a lot of time. You know, the whole I, world I was made find, in seven days. A lot happens ooh, in seven days. I find I find this so interesting because, like, you all are just looking at this so differently like i am um if you want to talk physiologically and like sorry to go here for a minute but i don't think it's anything to be ashamed of right like just as puberty is happening earlier and earlier so are premenopausal symptoms mm -hmm. and things like that and so and body the way we eat is changing the way women's bodies are functioning and you know all of these I would put my, I would skew myself older. Like there are, you know, realities of being 41, a 41 year old woman, which is my actual age, you know, and mm -hmm. like some women could still have children at this point. Some women can't like, um, some women never could, you know, there just is this weird difference that I'm, I'm just, I think I'm, I think I have to, maybe there are women out there that are that that would feel like they're in their 20s but i think there's just a reality that comes with a certain age but that you're like mm, i think that's I feel a little older i don't uh, there's that reality but i think it's also very uh a very sexist slash patriarchal male thing men always tend to think they're younger than they are and believe that they're younger than they are i think that's a thing 
Yeah, I mean, and I, I mean, I hear plenty of women say it too, right? Like 50s, the new 30 or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, 50, you're in the middle of menopause. That is not anybody's 30. And if it is some women's 30, then I'm like, something is seriously wrong with that woman. She has cancer or like serious illness that is creating this life for her. Like my 50 ain't nobody's 30 that anybody wants to be a part of. Wishful thinking, maybe. Wishful thinking, maybe. I mean, listen, maybe Tom Brady's 50 is going to be somebody's 30, but, you know. Listen, the listen. The rest of us if aren't going to be that way. If I, if I had the money and the resources that he did, absolutely. My body would actually <laughs> still feel 23. Yeah. Mentally, yeah. yes. Mentally, I feel 23. Physically wise, no, not so much. Physically wise, I feel my I, age. <laughs> I really do, though. Like, I know that we talk about, like, time was told differently or whatever. You know, especially even if you go off of 12 months, which we didn't always go off of 12 months or whatever of the Jewish calendar was a little different, blah, blah, blah. But like Abraham lives to be 120 years old. And then scripture says, if anybody who lives to be younger than 120 died prematurely, basically. And I'm like, if, if there really wasn't a lot of calendar, like how old, like, I, that's how I thought of this. Oh. It's like, if I was just walking through life, guessing how old I was, I'd be like, I'm 120 years old. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. fair point, fair point. So I, you know, the whole like Sarah can't have kids, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes through the hormonal surge around 40. She gets pregnant. It's fine. You know, whatever. Like, I understand why they thought they were 100. I get it. I understand. It was a hard life back then. It was a hard life. Like 40 years, I'm done. You know. I'm a hundred. I'm I'm out. I mean, you're 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 a pastor and you also got four kids. You your life ain't a cakewalk. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired all the time. Oh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, happy clergy appreciation week. Month. 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 <laughs> we cover this in the pre-show why I'm so far well, removed from any that. of you Month. who are part of any religious organization, you too could appreciate your clergy person this month. Yes. Cheers, Cheers to the clergy out there. By- I'm celebrating by taking vacation. Clink. Good for you. You you, you thought this well. You thought Clink. it through well. Yeah. Uh, all right. So similar but a little different if you could restart your life from scratch would you end up in the same place i got a follow-up question is that is that restarting knowing what we know now or like oh great question see that was my question too like do i keep my knowledge let's say yes and answer it that way i think you have to because if not you end up in the same place (laughs) fair by default (laughs) right like Although, and although, see, no, 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 like, no, no, not necessarily okay. true. So, is it, are you watching that new show? What is that show? it? What? There's this new show that follows this guy, and like it's three different. Oh, oh yeah, no, ordinary even, Joe. Uh, I want to watch that. No, I'm, I was. Is that where this question? I thought that's where this question. I'm not messing. Came I do from. like. I like the guy so, in the show, but I haven't started watching it yet. So another follow question: Am I re- restarting my life from scratch, like in this year or the same year it originally started? Uh, because and, and and the reason why ants yeah. is because yes if it's exactly the same year it started before then of course we ended up in the same place because and, 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 and we don't know anything no. same let's go let's say let's say uh current you takes a delorean back to like yeah, younger yeah. you this and, is the scenario I was and thinking. passes on the information so you have the knowledge but it's the same time setting then no, we don't end up in the same place because we'll make different choices. So what? So the question is, I think it. I think it's inevitable that you would make different choices. 
And yet it would make me very sad not to be in the place that I'm in. Like married to the person uh, I, that I'm married I don't, to. I don't know. I will advise younger me to make some really smart investments. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Invest in Apple, no. in Google. Amazon. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Uh, Facebook, but, but, even though they're not doing so great today. Facebook. I mean, I was so proud of like buying something online from Amazon like in 1997. What an idiot. Why didn't I buy Amazon in 1997? <laughs> Cause we, I don't think we knew we could do that. Do you remember that. when, like, <laughs> I didn't know how to putting your in, when like putting your credit card information in the computer was like super scary and super sketchy, For sure. and you were like, oh, we don't do yes. that. Yep. And the actually, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I ordered some fast food, which is ridiculous to me, off of an app, <laughs> and I was like, why? It's like fast food. Why am I ordering it ahead of time? Right. But whatever, I did it and. Blah blah blah. Was it a DoorDash? But sort I was of like, deal? you. It was no. I was. I was. You're gonna go okay, get so it. Was, you see, you call that ridiculous. I call that the golden age of technology. <laughs> I was picking up my grocery order, and then my son wanted breakfast from McDonald's, and so as they were putting the groceries in my car, I ordered the breakfast so that I could drive over to the other, you know, side of on the way home and just grab it like pull into the parking spot, they bring it out to your car and then drive away. Grab and go. That's what I do now. And I was like, and I was going, I remember when they wouldn't even like, I remember when they made, like they started taking credit cards mm -hmm. at fast food places. And I was like, that is ridiculous. If you're putting fast food on a credit card, like you shouldn't be eating. <laughs> like you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't have a credit card. Like if you've got fast food on a credit, like just pay cash. What's wrong with you people? And now I'm like, oh my now god. Now you're like, who has like, cash? Right, exactly. Like who who carries cash? Around? Yeah, when I when I did order from Amazon way back when, uh, my coworkers were like, you shouldn't be doing that. Why are you putting your credit card information on on the on the internet? That's not. And then the yeah, package showed up at my house. I was like, see. Now it's now it's like which card has the lowest balance so they could put some stuff on. <laughs> <laughs> right my amazon card's getting really high um so no i, just, we, I, wanna, we're I going... want to go back to the question for a second yeah, yeah. and i want to think about yeah. this because i i really do think about this one of the things i mean um i we don't talk about this often but one of like i was married the first time at 23 right and um Derek was married. Derek and I were married within six days of each other to other people the first right. time. Like we have these weird, like parallel, you know, divorce around the same time, married around the same time kind of deal. Um, it was fate. Can we call that marriage it, round it was, one? It was, it was, my friend calls it their practice marriage. Start. We do not call it that, but like he calls it his practice. I've, I've heard the term starter marriage. <laughs> starter marriage, whatever. So, <laughs> we talk about this in the sense that like who i was at 23 and who he like my now husband Derek was at 23 we would not we would not have been together yeah, even i just had this conversation last night there's no way we would have i mean we may have been like attracted physically but yeah. there was no like i would not have who you know it would not have gone yeah. well at all yeah, you... but at 37 that looks completely different right. and we're like, let's do like, let's get married, yeah. you know, and, and making, not only making that commitment at 37 versus 23, right. but also 
um, just who, like we had grown into some people that we were like, yes, this definitely works. And I'm not an, like, listen, I'm not saying you have to blah, blah, blah. This is not prescriptive for anybody. This Understood. Just, like, but if I had to go back, like to, yes, I would have made different decisions, but it's that inevitably I wouldn't be here and that would make me sad, but yeah, some investment might've been nice. That been. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I said that. Or at least um, my getting my bachelor's degree in an actual skill might've been helpful. Also too, that. Versus... So that, that was my question, not to cut you off, Ogan, but was just around <laughs> vocation. Like what sort of vocational shifts could you potentially envision if you- I, I would have done a bachelor's degree that I could have fallen back yeah. on or gotten a second master's. Like, so my program in seminary, you could do, um, you could, for another year, you could do a marriage and family therapy degree. And like, I would have stayed and done that. What, what, what is known. your, what is your undergrad in your bachelor's? I have a bachelor of arts in music. Oh, that's with come, a minor what, in religious you, studies. How is that not playing a part in what you do now? Are you kidding me? It's not that, it's that if I wanted to stop doing what yeah, I'm doing now, saying, uh, I don't have- Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. So I, I, didn't follow th I didn't follow through on a bachelor's of music education, right. gotcha. for instance. So I can't actually get a job with that degree. Yeah, yeah you don't want, like, listen, I did that. You don't want to do same that. Same for me. I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get a music therapy degree. I didn't get a music business degree. I didn't, I didn't get anything practical out of that. I don't think gotcha. you need a music Besides, therapy degree to do music therapy. Dude, uh, don't know. Whoa. No, there's no way I could do music therapy without actual I'm skills. Like, you just you just push some old dusty buttons right ooh. there, man. <laughs> Wrong. The point is, I've not had to defend music therapy in a long time. Wait, let me go get my notes. <laughs> the point is, I think I would understand more about today's job ooh. climate and I would have, you know, understood that being let's call it bivocational. There's lots mm -hmm. of ways of putting it, but the ability to make income in other ways would have been very helpful for me to know. Yeah. At this point. So it's, it's, it's funny that we are talking about it in that in the money context, because even if I could go back and tell myself to invest in all these companies that are now worth, I wouldn't have had any money to invest a, in a zillion dollars, by the but way. as soon as you got some money, right? <laughs> hey, instead of yeah, buying yeah, this yeah. or that, let's, so, but here's the thing though, and here's where I, you know, you say it would be a different trajectory of life. I'd be in a different place. I would be sitting on a pile of cash, whatever. I also don't think I would be as mindful, self-aware and content as I am now, because the whole drive would have been about accumulating money and wealth, living off of that. And I'd probably be like 10 times the asshole that I am now. Uh, you, you know, I'm only like one time. Is that I'm, possible? It, it is entirely possible. I'm only at one on the on the asshole scale of one to ten. I might be at a two. I'm right. I'm kidding. Obviously I'm not. I'm is there I'm a direct? Serious. Is there a direct correlation between extra zeros behind your net worth and mm. the asshole scale? Um, I I would like someone to do that study. I think there's a correlation that we do can't zeros ignore. Equate extra assholes. <laughs> like, is that what the zero is for? <laughs> Uh, I think we can't, I think we can't ignore it. Correlation, but I think not part, causation. But I think part of the, of the, for lack of a better term, struggle, no challenges of life that came through not being filthy, stinking rich, um, made me, probably all of us, right, um, do the work 
I think, do the work to be more mindful about finding inner contentment and, and, and sorting that out. So like, I, there's not a lot of zeros in my bank account now, and I'm also not unhappy. Right. And it's, and I think, and, and it's, uh, I, you know, there are a lot of I don't know how many people have a lot, a lot of zeros and are truly happy. They might be, they might say that they are, but I don't know that they really no, are. No, they need to go to space to be happy oh, and then they need to do the new next thing to be happy. And Call back. By the way, Succession, Succession, new season comes out next week. Oh my God, like, I love it. that show. Oh my God, it's so good. But it's that, and, and I guess that's part of it is I don't necessarily, um, even as we talk about this, like it would nice it would be nice to not be consumed by money in either direction, yes. mm-hmm. right? So I don't want to necessarily like, okay, I'm going to go and I, I don't want to be so rich that it consumes my life. I also don't want to have it be as hard. You don't want to be been, so poor it consumes you know? your life. Research and, I'm, and I, research and I says- resist that only because I'm not poor. And I want to be very clear about that, right? Like, but but it certainly has an effect on my life in a way that I would like that leaving. Yes. yes. You know. Research says that number is six hundred thousand a year. Where you're where you're where where money where money they, they, I am way far I away. We, from I that think we number. have to talk to our committees, Shannon. <laughs> me, me, me and you three, all of us. <laughs> I am um really far from that number. But but as even as a household, let's just take the household. Right income put it all in one pot not even income very worth, far from that, that number. so 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 they did research and apparently oh, my net worth goes down <laughs> apparently <laughs> that's that's the number where when you start making above that um it doesn't make a tangible difference in your experience of life in terms of how you mm-hmm. view life and see mm-hmm. life and it actually starts to create more problems and more obsessions uh so as I look, honestly, as I look through people in my life that I know, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it really does. Um, I don't know exactly how much there are certain people in my life that I know are well off, let's just say. I don't know exactly how much money they have, but I would say that tracks, you know. More money, more problems. Okay. <laughs> NRA Jesus. I just, you know. Bumper scene in South Carolina. It has to be. Bumper sticker. <laughs> The whole bumper. It's the whole bumper. I don't just think it's a sticker. I think it's the whole bumper. I, I get the image of a really big sticker. Too. I know. I th- like. I see a whole bumper. I see like a custom made bumper. Anyway, bumper sticker. Um, quote: If Jesus had a gun, he'd still be alive today. So, so the funny thing is, so I read when you I read the question. Yeah. The whole question: If Jesus had a gun, he'd still be alive today. Discuss. And I, my first response was. No, I don't want to discuss that. That's stupid. <laughs> okay, so uh, right on first glance, you think this is like you know this is some Second Amendment gun-toting, you know, conservative bumper sticker, which maybe it is, but you have to ask, or is it someone trolling conservative gun-toting Second Amendment lovers because? If the, I mean, just think about it. Like if Jesus had a gun, he'd still be alive today. Like it just destroys their whole theological foundation for the purpose of Jesus existence. Like if Jesus was still alive, he didn't die on the cross. And then your whole salvation is- Brian, you are, you are going to an intellectual level <laughs> that I don't think some are capable of. I know, but uh, it's like, 
like if Jesus and what does it mean he would still be alive like in a human immortal you, body you're, or would you're he be really, really over you're really overthinking this man I don't think so I think it's like a I think it's an expert level troll job either way oh god there is way. nobody that trolls that hard that would put that on their car I don't know don't you think so like what is I, like no. who puts that on their thing and, and as a conservative Christian and doesn't realize the absurd implications of their whole religious I think, identity I think, being crumbled by that thought. I, I think your answer is in the question absurd, not realizing. Absurd. Uh, not, ab- Everybody absurd. say it together. Absurd. Ab- absurd. <laughs> absurd i'm trying i'm trying uh well. no i'm i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure now if this was a if this was maybe a comment in the feed somewhere i might give you points for troll but i can with 99 uh, uh certainty guarantee you that the person who put this on their bumper <laughs> is not the troll <laughs> and he's also the person that tells you jesus bled for your soul and died for your sins right that this isn't a conflict of interest for them. This is exactly them. Cons- they are they are circus olaying oh their theology to fit in their like they're contorting themselves in their theology. You're and probably right. I know more, I'm right. More than probably. You're more probably, probably right, but come on. I mean, it's, I could pretty much guarantee that it's I'm so right. hilarious. Though, like obviously, I thought this okay. was more fun than you guys. So no 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 here's the deal. Agree Ogan, to Ogan. agree. <laughs> Ogan, you're like I don't even want to touch this, and I'm like not only do I want to touch it, I no. want to like I want to actually take. Torch I want to hold your. I want to. I'm going to take on your argument oh, for a minute. God, right? Which is not a gun because guns didn't exist in first century Palestine. Number one, and if and they if did, gun, everybody else got a gun. <laughs> Everybody else has got a gun and then we're all just shooting each other. But there was a weapon. We have a story in scripture when Jesus is arrested and there is a weapon. Peter has a weapon. He has a sword and he cuts off a man's ear and it's a whole thing. A, a weapon which he And what does weapon, Jesus say? Yeah, and he stole the weapon, by the way. <laughs> Let's not forget that. Right. But, but nonetheless, yeah. but he like it's not like we don't have a story where there is a weapon at the at a crucial moment that could save Jesus. Yeah. And and he, And what does Jesus say about it? I don't know what he says, but what he does is he heals a guy and go take me anyways. He says, put it away. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. I can read it for you if you want. I like I like this um, version, the Shannon revised version. Um my revised and, version and is yes, and then he heals the soldier whose ear got cut off. And then he then goes with them. <laughs> he goes with them. He goes with them willingly. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest slave and struck off his right ear. Just a flesh wound. And the slave's name was Malchus. Jesus said to Peter, put your sword back into its sheath. Am I not to drink the cup the father has given me? Like, he says, put it away. Put it away. So stop it. So if Jesus and it's not because he was outnumbered. If Jesus had a gun, he would have ejected the magazine, (laughs) taken off the bullet. Peter could have very easily just shot the man's ear off, and Peter would have said, "Put that thing away." You'd empty the magazine, taken off the camel gear, and turned himself in. That's that's what would have happened if Jesus had a gun. Can't believe we're even talking about this. Oh my word! 
Well, it just shows, for me, it shows like, Ugh. I mean, Brian pointed it out in a different way, but it shows their lack of understanding of actually knowing scripture. Yeah. I mean, because I, the same person who put this sticker on their car would probably say Jesus is still alive today. That's also part of the irony. Well, it also shows their lack of understanding of the Second Amendment, but that's a whole other discussion. Also that, but... <laughs> Hi. All right, before the spear gets too far gone, let me read this question because, you know, it's a long one. <laughs> Karen Armstrong has pointed out that all major religions of the period between 800 and 200 BCE is known as the Axel Age, shared the same sense of purpose of existence, reciprocity, compassion, love, and altruism. The golden rule ending suffering for all human beings. If this is so, why does religion get such a bad rap and where does it go wrong? Sounds amazing. Because we got, we got, okay. we got people. Religion with... gets a bad rap because it goes wrong. And we got people like... with bumper stickers saying, if Jesus had a gun, he'd still be alive. That's why. Where did it go wrong? See question three. Exactly. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, so this is, this is 800 to 200 BCE. Yeah. So let's let's. So so let's in that put period, this in uh, Bible context, the Babylonian diaspora happens during this yeah, time. So the second one, or both of them. Yeah. So this is where isn't this is uh so this is both where um this is where isn't this where, well uh what do you call it um I can talk. <sighs> what's what's not coming judaism or what's there you go that's the yeah. word uh uh emerges out of out of out of the yeah out of captivity etc right we got we have uh buddhism emerging out of hinduism yep. um as well we got we we have the quote unquote right the major religions as we sort of know them now this is this is them in their infancy and these are all happening at at vastly separated geographically separated parts of the world almost all on their own right so there's like right. this collective consciousness that says so it's a we need it's a an reboot age of enlightenment right it's an age of enlightenment for before the common era yeah yeah we need we need a reboot of of whatever was existing before and you know so we have avatars like jesus we have we have siddhartha the buddha um you know and on and on we go i think i think this is where lao Tzu, who wrote the Tao, made a made a big appearance as well yeah. Um, so, so all these things are happening within this time frame in areas that are not connected geographically to each other. Um, so, so yes, these things are embedded in there. But then the issue when you say where does it go wrong, it goes wrong where when we keep when we started to really codify these things and create rules and regulations around how we practice uh, all the saints and stuff around them. And again, I remind. I, I like to say to folks, it wasn't that, for example, Buddhism was was uh, trying to get rid of the tenets and the teachings and <clears throat> practices of Hinduism. It was more um, enhancing them, um, creating more of a, a personal, compassionate experience of them, as as in the question, um, and less self-involved. Um, you know, Jesus didn't set out to. Well, this is way before Jesus' time, but but so so here's the 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 creation the formation of of the judaic practices at this point in time was around how do we create and build community as a people 
right? So so it it shifted the perspective, but it wasn't saying abandoning the previous perspective. So now as we're trying to write rules and how we practice this and, and codify this, I think it's it goes wrong when there's this obsession with following the rules mm. and following the the, the tenets. Um, we, we, we lose track of why they were there in the first place. Um, you know, personal expansion and growth versus right and wrong. That's that's my point. And then greed gets involved. Greed right? and, and gotta, I think it's gotta finance the whole thing and, and people yeah. realize how much money there is in it and it's a yeah. And I think, you know, religious leadership sort of gets uh, in position where they have maybe power they shouldn't have. And so abuses happen within the uh, religious structure, starting at the top, and that can kind of create a lot of disillusion, uh, to put it right. mildly. And well, we- they, they, they stop following their own teachings. They stop following their own, their own, their own precepts, right? right. They be, to your point, the the position and the role takes precedent over over the practice. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Let, and, and let me help. I, I just, I feel like sometimes these dates get really, you know, mixed up. We just like alluded to like a pre-common era age of enlightenment, right? So Buddha comes along in the fifth century. So like six, 400, 400 BCE because mm-hmm. time goes backwards, right? So 400 BCE. Yeah. Um, Isaiah is like 800 to 600 that time period. Isaiah is Je- and Jeremiah, Ezra and Nehemiah, which is actually the oldest. They're they're actually the oldest books of the Bible written, like physically written books of the yeah. Bible, are like six. Hundred? Am I getting that right? Um, Lao Lao Tzu was like uh, mid mid five hundreds BCE. So, like, you're talking about a a period where, at least in the stories that are being told in in the traditions that I am mostly acutely aware of, like you're talking about a period of a lot of um, political unrest but a lot of collective consciousness religiously, mm-hmm. which is, which is often when that happens, honestly, right. crisis, um, and all that. like when there's, yeah, when there's political unrest, then people, th- they tend to focus back to humanity, right? The basics of humanity, mm-hmm. which is, you know, love and commitment and that golden rule of do unto others as you would, you know, and, and we even have the people in Babylon, you know, the, the Israelite people in Babylon that are being told by by the prophets through God, you know, like settle down, make friends with these neighbors, you know, like you're going to be here a while. It's okay. Which is sort you of know, the, the beauty and like higher purpose of, of religion at its best, because the, the human response when you're in captivity and exile is how do we get revenge or, you know, how do we take back what's ours? Well, and what's interesting to me about that, and and um, this would be worth talking to more scholars of that time period or those books of the Bible more specifically about, is you know here you have these messages, these prophecies of God saying build houses and whatever, and at the same time you're being told your homeland, you'll return, I'll return you to your homeland, and you have this almost conflict so that like when you do get returned to your homeland, 
your Ezra and Nehemiah are horrible books about killing and slaughtering people who have occupied this place and doing all these awful things. And I'm going, what happened to this? Like you were strangers in a strange land and now you're in a familiar land and maybe welcome the stranger into your familiar land. And, you know, anyway, it's just, it's, it's interesting in, as we think about places that we feel um, that we have been pushed out of or whatever, even for us, it's less physical and more philosophical maybe, but of like, oh, when I get that place back, when I get that power back, let's put it in those terms, you know, I'm gonna, and let's maybe remember, you know, remember what it was like to not be in power. Let's, I would like to have that discussion with our current administration. Uh, yeah, that's ongoing <laughs> of humanity. Absolutely. Yep. But I think it, 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 you know, the, you bring up the same point. I think I mentioned earlier about the, without, without the struggle, would I be in the place of happiness and contentment that right. I am right without, without the struggle that each of the, you know, the avatars of those times going through, would we have had the shifts that, that we've had and, and everybody was struggling at that time, but here's some folks who are like saying, Oh, out of this struggle, here's this, here are these seas and pearls of wisdom that I'm pulling out that the that the current philosophies, the current uh, spiritual teachings aren't really addressing, aren't really handling, aren't really helping us to find a place of of, of peace and expansion in. Um, so so it it you know sort of like that. Uh, what is it? The diamond created out of the pressure, right? Out out of the, right. out of yeah, the yeah. pressure and the hostility comes comes out of this. So uh, um, I don't know. Um, some some te- some people, some futurist philosophers say that we are we are beginning to approach another <clears throat> another time like that, um, or that we've actually started to be in another time like that. There'll another there'll be another period of hundred. Where there's a global unrest. Yes, and such as a pandemic that has changed our lives completely. The, the pandemic, yeah. the political upheavals the going political around, unhe- all that yeah. sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, friggin' social media and the power that we are realizing it's wielding. Hashtag Facebook. Um, you know, and 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 there's there's already been a shifting of consciousness, and now we have these worlds, these in real life situations that are 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 fueling the shift in consciousness, and we're gonna we we've already begun to enter into like a new axial age, um, is is what a lot of futurists and philosophers are talking about. So who knows how it'll turn out? Well, we might be on the leading edge I... right now with this podcast. Ooh. I doubt, but you know. I... Who knows? I say this. <laughs> I say this often that you know a lot of and I and I point to Ezra and Nehemiah as examples of this. A lot of what is in scripture, we often think that it is in scripture because we should learn. It's there for us to do as it did, right? But Ezra and Nehemiah and a lot of stories in scripture. Um, let's go back to David. Let's go to his line of Solomon and all of it, like. Sometimes I wonder, and in fact, I preach even and believe that these scriptures are there to teach us just as much what not to do as it is to what to do. So if we're about to enter another bit of this age, let's study this time period, which I've been doing quite a bit of over the last two years, to be honest. This pandemic has taken me back to the prophets um, just naturally, because I'm like, what, what do we do in this wilderness? Where are we going? What's going on? And, and we put a mask on, we, we put a mask on and get vaccinated for starters. No, for starters. <laughs> yes. Like there actually is a cure. for. And this. then we meet with our friends uh, over zoom for beer on Tuesday. There you go. Yes. 
there you go. But but let's read that and let's learn like, wait a second, you know, does that follow? Does that track? Yeah. Does that does that go into my understanding of what we should be doing? If not, then <laughs> let's learn that lesson as well. Like it's not just there to teach us what to do. It's also there to teach us what not to do again. Yeah. Agreed. Even God learns that with with Noah. Oh, wait. I promise not to do <laughs> oh, that again. Whoops. Like, I know. You don't mean God learned that. God can't learn something. God knows everything. There's no learning. There's no learning in God. I don't know. I think uh, I'm being facetious. I'm being facetious. Did you not? I forget. <laughs> I forget. Sorry. I You're talking to three process. I was just gonna I, say. It's I'm, not going to happen. I'm, I'm being facetious. Come on. Whew. Man. Come on, come on. We come can on. hold it all I mean, in tension. Yeah, we learned about the heresy of process theology back in seminary, but if they only knew. I was taught process theology. I did not learn of this heresy. There, I mean, ditto. as soon as they started teaching it, I was like, oh, like, this, this makes is sense. bad. And I love <laughs> this it. This is bad. You know? I love it. But Brian and I went to two very different seminaries, <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> True that. True facts. True that. True that. True that. Man. Well, before we close today, Ogan, um, we wanted to give you a chance because you have a very exciting oh, yeah. project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we wanted to give you a minute to tell everybody, our listeners, about it. Thank you very much. Uh, so as you know, I, 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 left, I left church ministry earlier this year. Was that this year or last year? This year. Oh, I've... my God. It was this. I know. I said that the other day. I was like, we were talking about six months since vaccinating and boosters. And I was like, was that just this year? Seriously. We started life from scratch. How about this year? Oh, my God. Uh, um, started started an online experience with a good friend of mine called Project Sanctus. Um, and we describe it as a safe, brave online space to, to discover and live our holiest selves. Holiest not being that purely religious sense, but but truly the, the the purest, authentic essence of who we are. And a lot of what we do centers around anti-racism work. And today we started a new, for all intents and purposes, is a podcast, but it's it's a live stream radio show on Unity Online Radio Network. You can find it at unityonline.org. The name of the show is called With Love and Justice for All. We had our first episode today. It's going to be a weekly show. You can listen live Tuesdays at 3 p.m. So listen to that and then come listen to this Eastern time. Yeah, my day, my day, my Tuesdays are full. I got that, then I got this, then I got, then I got, then I got book club afterwards. It's Tuesdays um, with Ogan. Seriously, <laughs> Tuesdays with Ogan. I like that. <laughs> I might have to go up that. But anyways, uh, so Tuesdays, 3 p.m. UnityOnlineRadio.org. You can listen live. You can call in questions, and we're we're doing a, having a lot of discussions around the challenging work of. Um, anti-racism, specifically embodied anti-racism. How do we how do we release the trauma of ra- of racism from our bodies, both as white uh, people and people of color? Um, and we, I'm forgetting something. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have guests. We're covering all kinds of topics, and it is gonna it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. Our first episode was fun today. Um, in a couple of days, it will be posted on all our usual podcast platforms. But I do want to encourage you to listen live. So that's with love and justice for all on Unity Online Radio. What just hello? Am I Ooh. am I still here? Hey, I'm wow, so, you're, you're still you're, streaming you're live. Still here, but it looks but... like your power went out. <laughs> yeah, lights are still on. It's very weird. I don't know what just happened. All but right. anyways, so that's but it. But you're there. I'm there. 
All right. Well, we're um, thank you, Ogan, and we're very proud of the work that you're doing. Really, yeah, um, excellent stuff. Thank you. So, just for a bonus question, um, Brian, I think came out as bisexual in our chat because he could Wait, go what? either way. <laughs> but oh, didn't see that. <laughs> and we and we support you. My daughter sent me a meme earlier. I have to share it, and it was a mixed berry candle, and it was like pink and blue and like purple you know, with purple in the middle. And um, it was this meme that was like, mom, I need to tell you something. And the, it was like, mom was like, what? And she was like, I'm coming out as mixed berry. And <laughs> oh. I was like, that is, that is such a good, like, bisexual trans like dad joke that it's just so yes so so here's 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 a quick here's a quick non sort of funny uh when when um jennifer was trying to explain uh share with her parents that she was dating a black guy and it was very serious she was uh when she was telling her mom she was just struggling um so so bit of context uh my late wife jennifer she was from rural southern virginia where parents still lived and you know they were quote unquote not racist but you know you know what that means in the south look who's coming to for dinner e e exactly so she was she was struggling to to, to share with her mom and her mom's kept saying it's, it's it's okay whatever you have to tell me you know oh she thought she was I, I love out. you yes yeah, so she says i'm dating a black guy and she goes oh my god i'm so relieved i thought you were gonna tell me you were gay i was like oh wow that could have gone either way wow <laughs> not not better not better <laughs> we had a whole we had a whole reboot of that with my daughter joy last year when right. with george right. floyd and the whole taking down the confederate statues and stuff so now joy joy's taking on the mantle <laughs> of exposing their not racism racism uh so yeah. it's a it's a whole thing so again all of these are the kind of discussions we'll be having on with love and justice for all tuesdays 3 p.m <laughs> unityonlineradio.org Thank you for listening. There you go. There you go. Well, our bonus question was going to be around uh, what is family based on a quote from Jesus in Matthew 12. 15. I think we just covered that. We'll hit that another time. I think we got it. So there you go. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. You can show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get access to aforementioned pre and post show banter. And if you sign up before the end of October, you'll get a free PT Live pint glass and visit patreon.com slash PT Live to get started. And of course, a big thank you to our current patrons. You can listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. You can catch the fun on video form, uh, Facebook Live Tuesdays around 4.30. Eastern time. And if you'd like to join or start a conversation like this in your neighborhood, check out all the info and resources at pubtheology.com. Until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. Did you just put an L in calm? <laughs> That was a little bit dot clown. Oh, Is that a couple of words we need to go over? Absurd. <laughs> Absurd conversation. <laughs> and dot com apparently we're adding to the list. Ah.
I would really, I would really like there to be a dot com though, like right, like like dot uk, like let's just let's just dot com and slow your roll. (laughs) 